if you don't have that other, <laughs> that other thing that you're working with, that you're engaging with, I don't care how much technique you want to throw at something. Like so much of, of what I teach with Meisner and what Meisner is all about from the very beginning is just like, okay, we need to learn how to really just listen to each other. Let's do that. Let's learn how to actually really just be with each other and listen to each other and actually take in the reality of what's actually happening in the moment. Let's do that because for actors, if you don't know how to really fucking listen to somebody, I don't give a shit how much technique you have. I don't, I don't care to see your work. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Well, it's that time again, folks. It's that time for a podcast. It's me, Evan. Over there on the other side is Brandon. We're going to have a chat about uh, something that's... uh, This one has a very, I think, artistic... You know, a lot of our conversations are very broad themes, like artist perspective. This one uh, is maybe a little bit more directly involved with, with artistry. Um, so I always like to have these conversations and, and get into them, um, just because, you know, it's an important part of, of what we're all about. And hopefully we do find some bigger themes within this conversation as well. I'm sure we will, but, uh, this one technique serves you until it hurts you. And this is something that, uh, I feel personally very strongly about. I have for, for a a long time and it's recently like bubbled up to the surface for me uh, about how how there's these this kind of confusion that often happens within the artistic worlds and artistic mediums um, you know where you're trying to learn how to do something that you care about very deeply and you know and yeah go and you want to learn the techniques and you want to learn how to you know get more proficient in on different levels. But as we're getting into with this conversation, it has a limit. It has a ceiling. And unless you start finding a way to break out of that, unless you in some, in, in some ways you, you learn how to put an end to technique in yourself, you will always be limited. And in that way, it hurts you. So uh, that's that's the general setup, I guess, for this one. Brandon, what do you want to add to that? Well, you know, I'm really happy that we went with this title because I think it's one of those titles that really does very clearly summarize what we're talking about. And sometimes we get a little creative and we're like, let's kind of, you know, open it up and we'll make it a little more broad. But this one's very specific. And... You know, I think what happens for a lot of people is when you're trying to learn something, you really want to do it well. And technique becomes this kind of like, it's like, oh my God, I I figured it out. I found the way I like, as long as I do this, 
it'll work. It'll be great. And at first technique, when it's good, kind of works like that. It actually does feel like it's the answer. It's the way it's like, all I have to do is follow the technique, do the technique and I'm good. Right. And then you find out at a certain point that that isn't it. It, it brought you to a certain point and, and it just doesn't serve you anymore. It like lets you down. And then maybe your answer is, oh, I know I don't have enough technique. I need to find more technique and more technique. And I remember you shared this story many times on the podcast, how you're doing like three different acting classes at one point. And you're like, what is going on? And I, I, I don't know if this was the true for you, but like, I, I can relate. Cause I was in, I remember being in like two different classes at one point and, and just being like, well, I could do this class and I could learn that. And I could, and just technique wasn't helping me anymore. It just wasn't doing it. And, uh, you know, I would say, uh, actually, um, there was a few really great acting teachers I met throughout my journey, but, um, Ted Whittle, who I'll give a, a shout out to, um, Ted showed me that a lot of what I was looking for was actually this like hidden inside of me and the technique almost needed to be abandoned. And I needed to trust the process of, um, which wasn't even really a technique, but it was just like a, um, and I, the best way I could describe it is an agitation. <laughs> it agitated something in me that provoked a vulnerability that I did not understand. I had no idea where it would go, what it would do. And there were times where we did work in his class where, um, you know, he's even shared that it was like kind of surprising for everybody and not just for me, but for other students as well. And it was really quite profound because the technique got me to a certain point, but then I just, I literally had to drop it all. And I had to like, it's like you, but here's, here's the best analogy I can put. I think Evan is technique is like the armor you put on to go into battle. And then you get into battle and you take that armor off and you do battle in a very vulnerable way without the armor, but the armor got you into the battle and then you almost take it off. And you're like, but I've worked so hard to get this armor why wouldn't I use it? And it's like, no, because now if you try to use it, it weighs you down. It slows you down. It's too heavy. It's too cumbersome. It actually stops you from being able to do all the moves that you know how to do or whatever, you know, um, you're not free anymore. And so you put the armor on only to take it off. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I remember Ted saying something similar to me at one point, <laughs> in his in his class and when he was just like I have nothing that I can teach you technically <laughs> and uh it's like so you know we're going to work on the rest and uh it's I think that that's part of the the challenge with this is it's that rest thing that is not as easily teachable in fact I might argue that it's unteachable, right? We can try and, um, and speaking as, as a teacher now myself, it's like, it's really about trying to just create an environment, you know, a, a space in which that other thing, you know, outside of technique can happen, mm. right? Like it's, um, but it's not really something that a person 
can be taught. It's something that a, it, it's kind of like a personal journey that a person has to, that, that an artist has to go on, which is, okay, how do you tap into that other thing? You've, you've equipped yourself with all of this stuff, some of which you'll need, some of which you won't. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, it's become a part of you to some degree because I want everyone to know I, this is not mean like, you don't need to learn anything about it. Right. It's like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Like learn, learn, learn some stuff, but don't make the mistake of thinking that that is the thing. Like when I'm like, I teach Meisner, which isn't a technique, even though people call it the Meisner technique, it's not really what it is, but, um, Meisner, you know, he was, he, he had sort of famously said like, I don't want to see your technique. And the moment your acting becomes about the technique, like it's, you're, you're basically, you're fucked, right? Like you're done. It should never, it should never, ever, any art form should never, ever be about the technique. Yes. Right. It's not about the technique. The, the necessity of art is something else entirely the reason why we create art, which I won't say why, because that's a whole other conversation in itself. And there's a million different answers for it. Um, all of which would be true in some way, but what, what necessitates, what, what gives human beings the drive to create art is not technique. That's not where, where art comes from. Art does not come from technique, but, it's we live in a in a kind of culture and a society where that is where we put so much focus on it's like okay we need to teach you all of this stuff all of this stuff all of this stuff all right out you go right you know you go get into your your art school your theater school your film school your you know and and because those are teachable things right and you can walk away feeling like aha yes i've learned all of these things but you don't you don't necessarily know how to actually tell a truly heartfelt story that comes from some deep place inside of you that expresses something on behalf of all of humanity that, that connects us all together and something that's vitally important for the existence, not only just of our, of maybe of ourselves, but like of the souls of ourselves. This is just, I, I'm just spitballing the, 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 all of the many, a couple of the many different things that art fulfills in us technique does not do any of that shit yeah it doesn't do any of that stuff and it's it's incredible and i'm gonna i'm gonna say one more thing just on a more um from my own personal experience kind of note um which is like if you don't have that thing it doesn't matter how much technique you have you can heap as much technique on something as you want but if you don't have that other <laughs> that other thing that you're working with that you're engaging with i don't care how much technique you want to throw at something like so much of of what i teach with meisner and what meisner is all about from the very beginning is just like okay we need to learn how to really just listen to each other let's do that let's learn how to actually really just be with each other and listen to each other and actually take in the reality of what's actually happening in the moment. Let's do that because for actors, if you don't know how to really fucking listen to somebody, I don't give a shit how much technique you have. 
I don't, I don't care to see your work. Hmm. First of all, I loved your epic rant and <laughs> it reminds me of why we do this podcast because you and I are bought into that. We've experienced that. We've been in acting classes where incredible things have happened and the world will never see it except for the 12 people that were in that class. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, and it was moving to the point where it made you laugh and made you cry. It, it, and, and we, I still have friends and I know you do too, where we talk about things that happened in an acting class that not only moved us, but like shifted our lives and made us remember that person forever. And, and they, they, they got it. They got that other thing for a little bit, you know, and we were so proud of them and we were so um, grateful to be there. And I think that's a big reason why, you know, we do this podcast because we've had those experiences and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to speak for you, but I, I think I know this is that we wish that upon other people. We wish that they could have that because it breathes life into you. It makes you, um, understand why this is all worth it, you know, and, and all the suffering and all the things that we go through and all the trials and tribulations and challenges in life, you know, when you have that, it makes that all seem inconsequential and also not so overwhelming. And I think that's a big part of what the other thing does. And I actually think that um, this is in a, a full answer of why we have art, but I think it's part of the answer as to why we have art. I think we do want real true art that is in that other category because it does that. It, it, it gives our suffering and our challenges and our meaninglessness in life. It gives it some weight. It gives it some purpose. It gives it some, some kind of answer and maybe only a band-aid solution at times, but that's enough to get you through something. And I think that as an artist aspiring to try to give that to your audience, whether you're an actor doing your performance or a novelist writing a book, um, you can save lives. You don't think of it that way. And most people think artists are, oh, what are you doing? You're just going around playing and imagining or whatever. And it's like, man, you have no idea how powerful story is and until story starts working against you and you have, you're, you're drowning in an ocean of, depression and you just need a life raft and then all of a sudden a movie or a book or a song or a painting comes along and it gives you that life raft and all of a sudden you see wow i can i can stay afloat a little bit longer someone shared something with me and it and it, and it made an impact and the only way you're ever going to get there is you got to let go of technique but the technique might have helped you to get to the place where you could let it go, you know? Um, yeah. but it's a very vulnerable thing. This other thing we're talking about, you know, this letting go of the technique thing. It's, it's, it's not an easy feat, but we're trying to have a conversation about what, what it is and why you would do it. Yeah. I, I think it's, and, and in many ways, I think it's, it's very much an important part of, of the journey for any artist, you know, where it's like, okay, you know, you have to, 
in some ways immerse on and immerse yourself into this and put a focus on these things and and hey it 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 shows you a lot of cool tricks you know yeah Uh, yeah cool tricks yeah yeah, and and, you know and it can be like you know it it is it's kind of like sometimes it's almost like a little magic trick like oh wow like look at how how that happened and we can become uh you know like we can we can get sort of glazed over and, and and impressed with with what these things can do and and not to knock that on to uh, really at all because there is a value to it um but then it's just like it get the problem is i think is it gets stuck there right like as we we're saying the title it serves you until it hurts you right it, and and i think the hurting part becomes when you're st- when you get stuck on it when you get stuck on the the technical bit of what you're doing when it becomes so much about that thing as opposed to a real genuine heartfelt soulful expression from you which is really what it's all about right and that expression from you that reaches out into the hearts and minds of of everybody else that's coming from something that's real Mm. something that's real in your humanity and that doing that requires a whole different level of engagement that goes far beyond technique. Mm. Um, you know, like my, my other acting teacher, Larry Silverberg, he would say like, like your acting doesn't, doesn't feel your acting life fuels your acting. And I, I get that more and more deeply as time goes, goes by you know it's like i'm i actually just had a a student uh, a past student reach out to me and and was just like hey can you recommend some acting books to me and sure yeah absolutely i can recommend some acting books and i and i will but i'm also planning on saying hey but also uh i want you to check out i want you to check out this book by alan watts I want you to check out this book by Jiddu Krishnamurti. I want you to to read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. I want you to engage in something that's outside of just the sphere of acting. I want you to engage in something that is in that other space of being human because one of the things about the study of anything right, which is very much where developing technique has a lot to do with. It's the study of something, right? There's a sort of observation and and, um, application. There's, and with that comes putting words onto things. Mm. And as soon as you put words onto things and trying to describe something, particularly with art <laughs> as well as with life in general but as soon as you put words onto it there's already that in a kind of way brings in a, a strange filter or barrier to the thing itself even though it's a description it, there's 
language is by its very nature reductionistic as important as it is because words are important don't don't get me get me wrong there either words are extremely important and words are extremely powerful and and they can teach us they can they can lift someone up they can tear somebody down they're incredibly powerful but nevertheless words are inherently reductionistic they're they're they it's kind of built in to it it's never the thing it's always a description of the thing so in trying to take a piece of art that that came from the heart and soul of somebody you know like you look at anything whether it's in popular media or or you know more avant-garde type of art forms you look at anything that uh has really touched people throughout human history to today trying to describe what it is that it what it is that makes it great is never actually the thing you know like when you're um when you're looking at a great piece of art and it makes you feel something and then you try and describe what that is it's like it's never really the thing it's never really that 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 thing that you actually felt inside you right like you're trying to indicate you're trying to point to it in some way but it never it never is the thing that you felt So I think I had some point to all of this. <laughs> like it's just, but it is always reductionistic. So it's like in many ways, this is kind of where I was coming. Like the technique is always a reduction of something. It's mm. always a reduction of the art form that you are in, which is why it has a limit, which is why if you want to be really great, if you really want to, experience how you do what you're doing you need to put an end to technique in yourself at some point wow yeah i mean so i'm getting on some soap boxes today brandon i'm getting no, on some soap boxes don't today. apologize it's all good man it's uh i agree with you on 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 the words being reductionistic and like um, you know, I, I, I do think, so I, I, I think, okay, well, where I'll take this, <laughs> where I will take this, you, you see something, this, this incredible piece of art and you're like, wow, whoa, like I feel things I'm moved. Uh, it's so cool. It's so great. I love it. I want to watch it again or read it again or look at it again or listen to it again or whatever. And um, maybe even taste it again, but you don't understand how it was done. And I think there's this part of the of the artist is like, I want to know how they did that. I want to be able to do it too. And so you you almost look mm -hmm. for like a recipe. You know, you try to break yeah. it down into its smallest parts. And I think technique, it does a fair job at doing that when done well. And I'm not saying it's always done well, but sometimes, you know, you have. Um, 
you have kind of people who have a way of kind of breaking something down and explaining it and simplifying it and bring it to its parts and showing how the parts relate to each other and how if you put them together, you'll kind of get this result and this is what will happen. And I think result, uh, the result of technique is this kind of little magic trick. It's like, wow, like, look, I've done it too. I've created it. And the, the thing that doesn't always get communicated when you're learning technique is that there's this um, kind of approach, this feeling, this experience, um, this, this quality that this energy you know, I'm, I'm using kind of these interesting words here to try to describe this, but they get put into it. And like some people, they go, well, like, <clears throat> you know, when you make food, um, you know, putting love into it doesn't matter, but it kind of does because when you put love into it, think about that. I put love into the cooking, like putting love into the cooking is like, I know that you like it a little sweeter. I know that you like it a little saltier. I know that you you, you, you like this a little more than that and, and you tailor it. And so when you, when it comes to your, your art, you, you tailor it, maybe not always to someone specifically, but maybe in some case it is tailored to someone specifically, but it brings something to it. And I would say that, you know, for me, even with this podcast, there's an art to it for me because whenever I speak, particularly on this podcast, there is always in the back of my mind, myself at 16, 15, 16, right around there. My parents were divorced. We lost all our money. Uh, my best friend kind of traded me in for another best friend. It was rough. But I always think of that kid who was lost and confused and kind of like, you know, just going to movies to try and figure things out and just, you know, was spending a lot of time on his own and his parents were off fucking, they were a mess and my brothers were out of town and all of that. And I think about that kid and how alone and how lost and how just trying to find some answers. And so when I speak, it's, it's with the love towards that, you know, and it's, and then that's, there's a nuance to it because I'm trying to, I'm trying to give myself to some degree, the, the things I felt I needed at that time in my life. And I'm sure that there's audience members out there who Maybe they hear me speak and they think, well, oh, that guy's an idiot. He's an asshole. He's whatever. I don't like him. Fine. But there's other people who it just hits them. I know it. It just hits them and it lands with them. Cause I've had people reach out to me and they said, thank you for what you said on this episode. And thank you for being so vulnerable. And that like, there's a, there's a certain amount of love and it's not just that like it's for myself, but like that love is, is being infused into this conversation and it's beyond the technique of trying to communicate. And a lot of the time I'll forget what I even talked about on some episodes until I re-listen to it later. And I go, Oh, that's kind of interesting. I said that, you know, but mm. that's where technique kind of goes out the window a little bit. You have to let it go and you have to just kind of, you know, infuse it with this other, uh, you know, I like how you kind of used it, uh, Evan, you called it this other, I like calling it this other there's technique and then this other, there's this, you know, ether of other, you know, what is that? That's yeah. kind of the magic, right? The unknown yeah. vulnerable magic. Yeah. That, that by its very nature cannot really, you can't really put words to it. 
you know, like the, the it's that part of it that that won't be reduced. Yes, right. That that yeah. cannot be reduced. It's just it it always escapes it. You know, you can try and describe it. It's like yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, but not 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 exactly. Not always even. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's totally, just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's th- there's a lot that you said there that I'm like, oh man, I want to. Uh, like there's a few things that you want uh, that I want to touch on. I love that you brought love into this because, you know, as always, that's, that's a component that gets overlooked (laughs) over and over and over again in so many different ways in, in our lives. But yeah, like in, in art as well, it's like, you know, you're talking about just even like cooking. Like I, I, I love cooking. I love making a delicious meal and, you know, and, and sometimes you're thinking about the love for the person that you're cooking it for. Right. And so, yeah. And, and you tailor it in that kind of way, but also, you know, and I think this is what great, what I, I sort of recognize in great chefs is that they have a love for the food and the ingredients themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's like, I love, I love this spinach. You know, I love this cut of, you know, meat. I love this. And it's all about, and that love for it is actually what's guiding what they're doing. Mm. Because it's just like, I'm trying to honor the ingredients. You hear chefs talk about that, you know, like they're trying to honor the ingredients that they're working with. You know, it's like, how do I do that? And, and that's a kind of love and it's just like, okay, I'm trying to pull out its flavors, but, but I not overdo it on certain things and, you know, and, and just letting some things kind of come through as naturally as possible or, you know, there's so many, that's why it, it it is a, a, an incredible art form and, and it can be brought to the level of art. Um, and one other thing I wanted to, to say as well, uh, that I think is an interest, lends an interesting perspective to this is comedy because comedy is another incredible art form that has a particular importance. Like I think every, every art form, there are so many similarities to them. Like they all kind of like what applies to one of them usually applies to pretty much every other art. Um, but sometimes certain ones have like a, have like a very special thing to say about about or they have a really strong um there's a really strong importance on on one thing that brings a new level of understanding comedy i think is one of those things because it's like the thing where you explain a joke and it's no longer funny mm. you know like coming down to saying like yeah you can break down a joke and and, and say oh here's the technique this is what was done well, that's not funny. The explaining of why it was funny, that, that can be interesting, but that's not funny. You know what I mean? And also the thing with comedy as well is that in a way that it almost defies technique. Like, even though that there is there is a lot to crafting a joke, but it seems like comedy is is one of those things where how a joke is crafted is always changing what was funny 10 years ago isn't funny today. You know, like comedy is one of those things that definitely true. Like there, there, it's very rare. It's not that it's, it doesn't happen. 
but it's very rare that comedy stays funny. Um, there are some like you think of like some of like the like legends like George Carlin or something like that where their comedy is still is still so incredibly hilarious and relevant, but to a large degree, like, you know, a, a comedy movie that you laughed at 10, 15, 20 years ago just isn't really funny anymore. It's one of those things because comedy is works in the unexpected, right? Like it has to deliver you something that you don't expect in order for it to be funny. And there's no technique for that. To a certain degree, like you can have that knowledge. It's like, okay, I have to deliver something that people don't expect, but technique can't tell you what the fuck that is, mm-hmm. right? You you have to work more with your own with your own senses. I think that that's what's an interesting thing about comedy is that like you have to really. It's one where not and again, the, the everything that I'm saying is very relevant to other art forms, but comedy is one that is kind of easier to to maybe understand this principle with because a comedian has to work so much with their senses, with their intuitions, with their, you know, like with, with that other space. Right. And then they've got to try it out and see how it, see, see how it goes. But I think it, it lends this interesting perspective because comedy is in its very nature shifting so quickly so so quickly it's like we don't want to hear the same jokes that you told you know in your last comedy special like i want to hear something new because i've already heard the joke and i maybe will laugh at that joke a couple of times and hearing it but eventually no you got to give me a new surprise you have to you you have to do something else and technique just just can't deliver that Mm. for a comedian which is part of, I think, what's so daring about it as an art form. Hey everybody, this is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way, and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. There's something that I remember learning when I was really early on in my creative career. It was uh, that greatness always has either or either or this, or either all of this, but it always has this in it, which is it either has a sense of humor, a sense of sexiness, or a sense of danger. And if it's missing one of those or all of those, then it doesn't work. And if it has one of those or more of those, then it tends to, it tends to have a, a landing. Now, the way I think about that is Okay. So like, think of sexiness, like sexiness is like an attractiveness. You're like drawn in, you like want it, you like want more of it. And and you can see this with certain, um, you know, certain things. It's like, you can't stop listening to that song. 
there's an attractiveness to it. There's a sexiness to it. There's something about it. And you just want more. It's like, you're almost in love with it. You know, you like you, you, you're, you're satiating for it. And then there's the sense of danger. And I think this relates a lot to comedy as well, because I find that a lot of comedy that's too safe is not funny. It's just blah, but like stuff that kind of go when they, when the comedian says something, we all kind of want to say, but they say it and they say it kind of, and they, they figure out the right way to articulate it, the right way to do it. It's a little bit dangerous, but they, they, they figured out how to make it not so dangerous to say, and it gives you a mm. voice and it gives you a certain amount of power and it pushes a line. And I, I, I love that about comedy. And I think a lot of people do. And then this whole thing about like comedy, comedy, I think um, like the sense of humor is like when you can look at something that could be super dark, super hard, super just brutal, and you can see the humanity in it. Because I think that's what humor really is. I think humor is humanity. And um, you can see the lighter side of the darkness, which can save you. And it can also give you a life raft. It can do all sorts of incredible things. And I think, um, you know, there's this kind of like, but, but, but like, how do you teach the technique of those three things, right? Like you can say, oh, like, you know, wear this, wear this outfit, you know, put this makeup on, do your hair this way. Like, you know, uh, use these colors, use whatever. And like, that's attractiveness, that's sexiness, but it's like, not really, you know, there's something more to it because, there's, there's a lot of beautiful people, but they're not all sexy. They're not all attractive. They're not all, they don't all make you just gotta like, I like just in awestruck want to look, you know what I mean? Or, mm -hmm. or hear it or taste it or whatever it might be. So I think there's this, this other quality. It takes those three things beyond technique and it takes them into that realm of like, okay, it's sexy but I don't even know why it's sexy. I don't even know why it's attractive, mm -hmm. but it, but it has something about it. You know, it's, it's, it's just this untangible thing. And, you know, I think that can be daunting when you're like, well, I, I want that. I want that for myself. And you, you go, okay, but you're not going to find it by breaking it down into its smallest parts and working it out and doing the math on it. That's not how that's going to happen. It's going to be yeah. messy. It's going to be messy and it's going to be, it's going to be found through uh, a, a vulnerable exploration of self, you know, and that's kind of like, you know, when we're, we're talking about this, I think there could be a frustration for the, for the listener, like listening to this. If you're like going like, I want the answer, like, what's the answer? Like, like help me do this. And it's like, yeah, the answer is let go of the answer. And, and I know that's scary. And you're like, well, what if I never find it? Here's something I learned. And I've said this a few times on recent podcasts, but like, don't worry so much about the answer. Worry about the question. Mm -hmm. The question will give you everything you ever desired. The answer will give you almost nothing. And I think technique gives you the answer and the other gives you the question. And that's why you want the other. You want it to provoke curiosity. You want it to provoke wonder. You want it to provoke... Because if you're in wonder, you might actually put someone else in wonder. You know, it, it's a, it's a self-serving mirror projection. It's like as you're living it, you're doing it and you don't know it until you're in it. 
you know, so you got to like, let go of understanding even what you're doing in your art. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah, so often just having an answer and saying, Oh, well, this is it. It, that can just put an end to wonder, which is totally, yeah, is such a, an essential ingredient in creativity and artistry and learning and discovering, you know, it's like, there's, there's pretty much nothing in this world that like, there's just a definite answer to. <laughs> there's very little, even, even, even like our oldest sciences are, are changing constantly, you know, like everything's changing. So it's like when we, when we settle on answers or when we're just trying to have answers, there's that's yeah like another part of this limiting factor to it i think i remember there was like a quote from al pacino on that subject too which was like you know he's less interested in finding answers uh about the parts that he plays as he is interested in asking questions Mm. right and and just just ask the questions is sometimes enough right let the questions drive and fuel what you're doing um, because there's a, a different state of, of being and creating there's, there's where you're just a bit more open and a little bit more free. Um, and who knows what can happen? You know, I think that's part of why it's so important is because there's still that space left for who knows what could happen. Right. Because which when is you're the danger, which is the danger. Yeah. You need yeah. that. You like, if you want to have danger in your work, you have to have that. Oh, I don't know how this is going to play. I don't know how this totally. is going to go. Yeah, I don't like know how manu- they're going to take this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like manufacturing danger is kind of like an odd thing because in a weird way that removes some of the danger from it. it Maybe all extent. of the danger yeah. because like you, 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 you can't, well, I don't like the word can't, but I don't really think you can authentically manufacture danger. I think that it's like, you can kind of set it up, but if you want to feel real danger, it needs to have this sense of like out of control, Mm -hmm. you know, because like, like I remember when I was a kid, I was never scared of like, like, well, no, there was a period where I was scared of theme rides, but, but then I kind of got over it. And when I was scared, what I remember was I felt like things were out of control and that's why I was scared. But then there was a certain point where it was like, well, this is actually really well controlled and figured out and sorted. And I was like, what's to fear? And I just like, yeah, it's going to spin me upside down. It's going to do this stuff. But like, and then I started to learn about accidents that occur at theme parks. And then I was like, Ooh, actually it's a little bit scary again. You know what I mean? Because then I was like, wait a minute, human control can actually protect all air. And that brought the fear back a little bit, which was actually kind of made them exciting again. Um, but, but the thing is, is like, when you feel things don't have that room for error, which goes for your art too, your art needs to have room for error. It's just not scary anymore. And it's not scary for you. And it's not scary for the audience because I, I really do think that the truth doesn't care about your technique. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> that's a quotable right there. That's, that's a quotable why I stopped right there. talking because I was like, wait a minute. That's actually, the truth. I think I said something good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said something good for once. Yeah. You said something good. That was yeah. good. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. The truth doesn't care about your technique. It really is true though. I mean, you know, I think about your uh, Meisner teaching and I had a wonderful time in your uh, intensive workshop, but you know, I'd say like, that's why I liked it. Cause in your intensive workshop, you facilitate a really good program where the truth does not care about technique. And there's no, the, the, basically there's no hiding it when, you, at least if you do it the way that you did it with me, um, you know, in that group, uh, yeah, the, the te technique is you just have to like, be like, okay. I'm fucking out. I'm out in the middle of nowhere here. And I'm furious. Like for me, I'm just explaining my experience, but I'm furious. And I just have to be like, well, that's the truth. So, um, and I was embarrassed that I was furious in a way, like not even just as an actor being that furious, but like as a performer being furious at this person and being like, trying to be like, you don't need to be so angry at her, but I'm angry. And I'm like, I'm angry. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I'm not angry, but I'm also the amount of life that's going on because that anger is just, it's, it was, and for me, Evan, I don't know if you witnessed it, but it felt dangerous to me because I was like, not going to get violent, but I was like, at that point of like, I want to be violent. And I'm like, where the hell is this coming from? You know what I mean? And I think that at least in that moment, I think everybody was engaged because all I know is that I was engaged. And I, and I tend to think that when I'm fully engaged and I found this with other mediums, writing included, that tent, people tend to be fully engaged. It's kind of this weird, we're in this together thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, I, I do, I do remember that. And, uh, I remember, your partner as well, having a discussion with your partner because they were like, they're like, Oh, I was like, I was actually like really scared because he was like actually really angry. <laughs> and I was just like, well, just so you know, like you were never in danger, you know, because I know I've known you for, for long enough and, and know you as, as a professional and what you do. And that's, uh, for acting that's, that's crucial because you know, the, a great actor, despite what might be going on for them, has that little thing in the back of their head that's just like, I'm not going to hurt somebody right now. And if you don't have that, then get out of acting. Because um, yeah. <laughs> you're you're a danger um, at that point. But anyhow. Can I say anyhow, one thing, yeah. one thing though? Uh, and I don't want to stop you. Keep going. But it's the one foot in, one foot out. We've talked about this. You have one foot in, one foot out at all times. And the good artist has one foot in one foot out and they, 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 as much as you're in it, there's still a part of you that can be like, they call cut and you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. Imagination break, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's just always this part of you. That's just like, that's just like, like, Hey, it's all for show. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's all like, it's like this little Thank winking. Yeah. This little <laughs> winking face, this smiling winking face in the back of your mind. Yeah. Um, that's that's going on a ride, right? But wouldn't you say, Evan? I know I'm totally like kiboshing your, <laughs> your, your track, but wouldn't you say life is like that too, though? 
that you can always kind of be a little bit like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's just life. Like, I think that's kind of way of the artist, right? That's kind of Mm. what we talk about in a way where it's like, like you mentioned actually, before we started the podcast, you were talking about this Alan Watts thing where it's like suffering only becomes a problem when we identify with it. I think was what Alan Watts basically drew attention to, but Mm -hmm. isn't that the same as saying wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm not like I'm experiencing suffering i'm not like i can step out of the fact that i'm the character in the story like brutally suffering and you kind of wink wink nudge nudge it's like yeah yeah like we're all just kind of like living you know yeah it's this fascinating thing where it's so there's a few things i want to talk about like one of the things is an interesting observation that i've had particularly within yeah like the like the work that i teach um, when I went through it, but also seeing other people going through it, including yourself, which is like, you know, <laughs> it's almost, it's kind of comical in a way because actors are so much, you know, talk about like, I just want to lose myself. I want to lose myself in the part. And then you get brought to a place where that's actually happening <laughs> and you're not pretending to be angry. You're not pretending to be scared. You're not pretending you are actually fucking angry. They are actually fucking scared. And and that scares the shit out of us. <laughs> you know, the, like it actually yeah. happens for you as an actor. You're the thing the that you've been one. scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like <laughs> you know, it's like you've been wanting to lose yourself. You're wanting this so bad. It starts to happen and it scares the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but it's... Uh, it's um, because it's like, oh, wow, I'm actually feeling something right now and not putting this on. And I feel a little out of control with it. And it's um, and once you get once you become, you know, my experience is like becoming sort of comfortable with navigating that space, like not ne- not comfortable trusting myself in that space is really more what it is. It's like, whoa, I'm actually feeling this thing right now. And coming back to what you were saying yeah, the, this sort of like exhilaration in that, mm. you know, like this, the smiling, winking face in the background that, you know, that's like, I am shaking with rage, like I'm actually shaking with real rage in the middle of a performance right now where I like, yeah, like I feel like I could just like punch this person in the face, right? But being like, but I'm not going to because I'm having such a great fucking time right now yes yes. and that's such an like it's hard to like what what even is that you know like how do you like it's so hard to to even articulate that space because it's it's so exhilarating you know and and i think this is one of those fascinating aspects that um that acting has an interesting perspective on Mm. right because it's like whoa like how can you occupy that space simultaneously where you are actually you are actually feeling fully this extraordinary emotion but there's a part of you that's having an absolute blast doing it mm. right like that's 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 just like yeah oh it's just a, it's it's all for show but you are fully committed immersed experiencing this this thing that's happening 
Yeah, it's great stuff. It is. It is. It's really great stuff. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, I, I. You know, there's something I, I think that that brought up for me, which is that, you know, as an artist, right? Like maybe you're out there and maybe you want to do great work in whatever medium you're doing, and all I would say is like, my humble advice would be, when or if you find yourself in this place of this unknown, untangible unexplainable medium of this other that we're talking about. Don't run from it. Just, just, just like let yourself be in the magic of it, you know, and, and reward yourself with it. Give yourself that. And, 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 and like, it's, it's not always going to be the way you think it should be or the way you want it to be. It's not always going to be like that, but, but there's something about it that, you'll be thankful for, for this, like this letting go, because you're going to find out if you let it happen, you're going to find out that there's something going on that you don't quite understand. And that is an incredible part of the human experience. And I don't know if everybody always has that. Um, and I parallel a little, a little bit to like driving a, a fast car or something you know, and, and when you feel that G force or you take that corner, you know, and, and people who have been in a vehicle, they understand what I mean, who, who have pushed a vehicle to some limit, which I haven't even, I don't even claim to have pushed it to some of the limits that people have pushed it to. But if you push the vehicle, a mechanical thing like this to a limit, and you felt that kind of shaking on the road that like, Oh my God, like we could, we could flip, we could go off the edge. We could like lose it. Right. Um, it, there's something about that place that's just so, it, it makes you so present. And I think ultimately, I think actually, Evan, I, I, I'm realizing as I'm talking about this vehicle thing, it's kind of like what we're talking about is presence, really. We're talking about where technique meets presence and presence takes over. Mm. That's what I think happens because technique is like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the thing. I'm, I'm kind of, I got all the right pieces in place. And then all of a sudden presence takes over and it's like, okay, no one gives a shit about how nice your tires are. No one cares about your paint job. No one cares about anything because it's the rubber meets the road. And it's like, it's like, what can it hold up to here? And you're finding out simply by feel, mm simply by feel and you get better and better at finding the line of that feel. Like you can push it further and further and you can get a better sense of what's going on, but it's like, it's just presence and feel. And you have to, when you're in a vehicle, I can say it's kind of like, maybe this is a little more tangible and, and helpful for people, but it's like, there's like a vibration. There's like a, a certain amount of force there's a certain, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's in your body and you can't tell someone what it feels like. That's all I know, but I know what it feels like in my body because I've spun out in a car and I've also, um, hit that line where I've just about spun out and I, I know what it feels like. I don't know how to explain it other than it's this sense. And you just, you just kind of know, and not every vehicle is the same. That's the other thing. Some vehicles can hold it a lot harder and a lot longer than others to a greater degree and other ones can't. And you just get that sense. You just kind of know what it can take and you can like push that line. 
And I think the other is where the technique begins to just not be enough to answer the question anymore. Yeah. Because in many ways, like, I, I love that you brought presence into this because the, this fits with a lot of the things that we've talked about with presence and things. Because in many ways, technique is kind of like, technique is old. Yeah. Right? Technique is from the past. Technique is is what is already known. And creativity and art real art comes from the unknown space and the unknown can only be engaged presently. Mm. You know, you can't engage with it from the past, right? You can trust that the tools and the, and the, the experiences that you've had in the past will help you to, to not always, but will help you to address some of the things that you run into. But you can't possibly know what those things are. So this, when you're working from like a technique f- first approach, you, you know, you are basically refusing to enter into that unknown space. Oh man. Right? Something just hit me. Can I share? Yeah. 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 Okay. So it, I love what you're talking about. The past gives you a reference point to the present but it doesn't answer the present moment. When you're in the present moment, you can call upon it, but you can't rely on it entirely. But you can, you know, if you have good technique or good disciplines, you can kind of go, okay, like this is the best practices. So I'll use it, but I don't know what it'll do. I don't know how to help. And here's a story that can maybe help demonstrate this point. There's a period in my life where I was like really broke and I was like, just kind of trying to get by and you know, in my car, the, the wheels on my car were so bald that I was probably dangerous to even be on the road, but I like had to drive and I had to, I, I, I just, it, I was like, should I even, should I even drive anymore? I was like, cause I can't change my wheels. I didn't have enough money to get new tires onto my wheels. You know, it was like, uh, it was in desperate times. And I remember I was coming around a corner <clears throat> it was raining and all of a sudden my car started sliding out and I was going to hit a wall. I was going to hit a barrier. And I was just like, okay. I remember when I started sliding, I was like, okay, I'm hitting this wall. And I just hit total acceptance. And I was just like, okay, just like, like it was just peaceful in a weird way. But as I was sliding out, I was, I went back to my practices of you're sliding out. This is what you do. This is the right technique. This is the right thing to do. And I slid and I slid and I slid. And then just before I hit the wall, my tires caught and I took, the other direction. And I was like, whew, that was so close. <laughs> but in that period of sliding, I think there's this, um, when you're in this other that we're talking about, there is this kind of like, I don't know if it'll hold, you know, like, I don't know if I'll catch traction and, and this, this line between acceptance and danger and kind of like, letting go and kind of almost being like, it's not that I just gave in, in this moment and said, I'm hitting the wall and I'm just going to let go of everything. I know I, I held my tires. I held my wheel a certain way. I, I did what I needed to do to pull out of it if I could. And sure enough, I got to a point just before, and I was able to pull out of it and I didn't hit the wall. I didn't hit the barrier and I was going to like, 
And if you were a passenger in the car, you probably would have felt the same thing. It was just weird. It's a weird experience to explain, but there was a period in that, in this, this probably only happened in over a few seconds or a second, even it was probably so brief, but that memory, it felt like a lifetime. That's the kind of crazy thing about the other. You're in this like moment. And that moment is like an entire lifetime. I can recall so much about it because it's like Spider-Man time, you know, everything just slows down Mm -hmm. and you're just, you're just unbelievably present. And there's this weird line between having control and being out of control. And when you know, you don't have control, it's, it's a weird sensation, but it's an important one in the arts. You know, this, we, we, we do so much to control, but we also are looking for that out of control, (laughs) you know, like we, we try so hard to control it, but what we really want is to be out of control. It's so weird how that works, you know? Well, it's like that, maybe like taking it out of like that control thing, but to be like that adventure. Sure. You know, like that adventure that's what we're looking for. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just a, but adventure implies not in control. Yeah. Lots of things that you don't know because otherwise it's not an adventure. <laughs> yeah. It's just a routine. Right? Just boring. Yeah. And, and to just like you to readapt some of like your, 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 what you brought in with your story about the car and stuff like, yeah, you know, like this provides a bit of a metaphor as well. It's like, you know, your technique is like, is your car. You've got your car and you've got your knowledge of how to operate the car. The destination that you're heading off to that you've never been to before that you don't really know what to expect when you, when you get there is that journey from wherever you are to it, that's, that's the art. You know what I mean? That's the art. It's full of the unknowns and turns and, and you've got this stuff with you. You've got this kind of knowledge that's just like, oh, okay, left turn. Oh, okay. Left turn, left turn, left turn, left turn. Right. Oh, okay. Um, oh, here's a beautiful view. Let's stop. <laughs> right. Like there's, you have these things that you've, you've got that you can put to use but you don't know how you're, how and if and when those will need to be put to use, right? But you have them there, like they're... Yeah, when or if. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're, they're going to... be need. It might, might not be needed. Yeah. Sometimes exactly. technique you have and it's not needed. And sometimes it is. And you sometimes you have technique that you never use until some moment comes up. And then it's like, oh, I need to know how to do this. And you yeah. do, you know? And... You know, and like tech, I think that's the great thing about this conversation is what we're talking about. It serves you until it hurts you. It helps yeah. you until it just doesn't matter anymore. And then at a certain point, you have to let it go. Otherwise, it will hurt you. You have to like, you know, just just be like, hey, I'm in I'm in a new territory. I'm in unknown, you know. Um, I remember uh, I remember talking to my cousin when I was a teenager and I was saying like, uh, we were talking about like, well, what would you do if you were in a situation where, um, you know, someone put a knife at you and, uh, you know, and you were cornered and blah, 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 and they were going to hurt you or something, something along those lines we were talking about. I just can't remember. He goes, well, 
at that point, it's just jump in and swim. At that point, it's just, you just, you're just going to have to deal with it and you're going to have to do the best you can. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember really like that, that answer kind of really landed with me because it wasn't really an answer, but it was an answer in the sense that like, what are you gonna do? Roll over? You're gonna roll over? You can like what, that? Maybe that's an option. I don't know. Like, what are you gonna do? But like at that point, you're in it, and you're gonna have to deal with it. And it was it was a silly what if question, but his answer was perfect because it's like there is no answer. The answer is you're gonna deal with it, however you're best fit to deal with it. You know, mm. and I think like so much of art is like that. We put ourselves into situations. We don't know how to deal with them. And then you're going to deal with it as best you can when you get there. And let's see what happens. And that's quite interesting for audiences, apparently, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I'm probably not going to say this quite right, but I was recently just reading about like ancient like ancient but like um like sword masters like like japanese sword <laughs> sword masters and and there was certainly a uh, a kind of training with form but there was always it was always stressed a relaxed a relaxed form of of being because in the heat of battle it wasn't going to be perfect forms and you just end up trying to like con if you were too stuck to the technique of things uh you would just constantly be trying to like get yourself into the right stance all the time <laughs> yeah you know when it's just like and and that would basically mean death if you were just too concerned about how you were standing all the time you were unable to um improvise and to to move with a kind of relaxed form um while also being able to keep some of what your technique is so that you can actually respond and i thought that was um that was a pretty fascinating thing because that's literally a life and death situation <laughs> i mean nothing nothing is more life and death than like the samurai situation because if you don't know about that um it was the idea was one strike death and actually uh, traditional karate is like that actually as well. I studied it for a little bit and I didn't go very far, but I found it extremely, extremely powerful and effective because essentially what you're doing is you're learning a technique to be able to drop somebody with one hit. And if you get hit and the, and the person knows what they're doing, it is game over done. Like it is done. There is no, there is no second chance. Um, the sport of karate is many hits, many, many points, but the actual mm -hmm. technique of, of traditional karate, if done properly is your hit, it is over. And, and samurai is very much similar. You get hit with that yeah. sword. It is over. It is done. Um, and so the precision and the level of intensity, uh, is so high, but there were disciplines and technique that you learned. And that technique is absolutely vital for your success. But mm -hmm. one thing I have learned about fighting in the small amount of study I've done, but the one thing that I have found to be true because I have been in fights before is that when you're in a fight, 
everything goes out the window, man. Yeah. All the stuff you think, you know, oh my God, it's just like chaos and the, the ability to be calm and controlled. It takes a incredible, incredible amount of, of like discipline. I don't know how to describe it, but like it's, it's, profound because the the amount of adrenaline the amount of things that are going through your body um you, you just you know yeah and it's um yeah yeah it's like that whole that that thing like mike tyson quote <laughs> like everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face or something like that exactly. I mean, that's exactly it yeah <laughs> exactly until you get your bell rung until your 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 head is is a, and your vision is a blur and you've been hit in the head and your nose is bleeding or something like that. And you can't see and you know, and every hit could hurt and you're trying to figure out what to do. I mean, the desperation, you know, and, um, can you bring that to art? I guess that's the question, right? Like, can you take, if you're going to do a fight scene in a movie, can you bring that element to your fight scene? Because that will make it something else right as opposed to these this would look cool this would be a great technique this would be fun this would be visually cool can you bring that feeling because really i think that you know if you can do that 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 brings people to a new place and um i mean i think that's what we're talking about we're talking about you know not just bringing yourself to a new place, but bringing your audience and your viewers and your listeners and your readers mm -hmm. and whoever else to a new place. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no, um, there's no way for us to tell you how to do it other than to say, learn your technique until you got to let it go. And then, uh, maybe, maybe you'll, maybe you'll stumble upon it and, uh, maybe greatness will occur. Maybe, maybe something cool will occur, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Evan, I'm going to share my beer if you don't mind. Yeah, not at all. I was uh, I was just about to say. Okay, great. So I've had this one before, and uh, it's another Sawback Brewing Company, um, which I've had a lot of their beers in this year. Um, this is the Hazy Blonde Pale Ale. I had this one before. I loved it before, so I had it again. Um, mostly just because it was hard for me to get a different beer today. I just couldn't find any place that had any other beers um, than stuff that I had. So I knew it was going to be a repeat, but, um, I got this one again. And interestingly enough, um, when I bought it, um, they were saying this one is so popular. We're selling so much of this. So the hazy blonde pale ale by Sawback Brunko, you're not just, I'm not just a fan. Apparently everybody is a fan. <laughs> um, and you knocked out a really good beer because for the second try, I'm just giving it two thumbs up again. So there you go. Beautiful. Uh, I'm uh, I'm drinking a uh, beer from Bomber. I haven't had one from Bomber in a long time. I don't know if we've had this one before. I don't I don't think so. Uh, and this one is called Georgie's Best Dry Hopped ESB. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Whoever Georgie is, <laughs> not sure, but uh, it's good. Yeah, it's really nice. It's been a long time since I've had an ESB, um, which is why I think it kind of stuck out to me. I was just like, oh, it's been a while. It's been a while, ESB. Let's do it. Um, so, yeah, real solid. Real solid. Nice. Well, well any, any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, sure. I'll take, a, I'll take a 
kick at the can here. Um, no, I'm glad we got into this conversation. Uh, I feel like I probably got everything I needed to get out on this one, like early on to some extent, but, uh, no, there was a lot of really great sort of discoveries and things that we got into here. And, and, you know, I, I hope that at the very least, if, if, you know, even for myself, it's like a reminder, but for anyone listening, you know, like as a, as a bit of encouragement to just start exploring what we're, we've been referring to as the other, uh, in this thing, like let go of the technique, trust that you have the technique, you know, that you have it with you and, and, you know, continue to learn, continue to grow, but just know that, that it will never take, it, it will only take you so far. Mm. Technique will, will take you so far, but no further. Mm. And that's something that you've got to wrestle with. Like if you, if you want to take your work to another level, that is simply just a, a, a thing that you're going to have to wrestle with and find your own ways. Sometimes you got to find a new way every single time into the heart of whatever it is that you're doing. Right. But that's great. That's a fantastic thing. That's not like, don't, don't be discouraged by the fact that there's no step one through five to creating fucking art every single time, you know, like it, treat it as uh as an adventure right as as uh i was saying before like it's an adventure mm. go on that adventure be excited about that adventure be excited about what could what could happen what what surprises there might be trust yourself and your ability to respond in in that process and that you got the tools you need to do it and if you don't have the tools well you know what you you've probably got enough that you can hang in the pocket <laughs> for a yeah. while while you're while you're getting yourself while you're you know regrouping and getting whatever it is you need to to continue on right like but it's it's um you know i i it's weird of the last couple of weeks i feel like i've been telling so many people just trust yourself <laughs> trust yourself you you have more, you're more capable and you have more to offer than you think that you do. So just go on the adventure and, and you're going to be all right. Mm. Wow. You know, we talked about a lot of great stuff. I love this conversation. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, um, it's, it's, I think that it's one of those things for me, I'm constantly in the search of always this unknown, this untangible, this, this other place. And I think that's why I continually come back to art because I love finding myself in it. And I've done it so much now that I'm actually quite comfortable there in a weird way, like uncomfortably comfortable because it's not always comfortable, but it, but it is wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I'll tell you this, whatever you're doing, there's so much 
There's so much stuff that is inside of you that is yet to be shared with the world. And nobody understands it. Nobody knows it. Not even yourself. And your task is to try to share it without knowing what you're about to share. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.